0: All You Need To Know, the Bloomberg Quint podcast that prepares you for the day's business. Good morning to everyone tuning in. This is Bloomberg Quint. We are back after the long weekend and I am Hormus Vatakya here to tell you all that you need to know on the 30th of March. First up, India has added close to 2 lakh new coronavirus cases over the last three days, with Monday's tally being the highest since October 12. Maharashtra Chief Minister Uddhav Thakre has asked the state administration to draw up a strategy for a last resort lockdown as cases in the state continue to rise. Maharashtra remains the epicentre of the second wave, with Mumbai reporting close to 20,000 new cases over the last three days. Speaking of the virus, Dr. Reddy's laboratories expects the Sputnik V vaccine to get approval from the Indian drug regulator over the next few weeks. Sputnik V, just like Covishield and Covaxin, is a two-dose vaccine with 21 days separating the two doses. The pharma major has partnered with the Russian Direct Investment Fund to bring the vaccine to India. In the latest part of our exclusive series, Privatization Files, we bring to you how India's Defence Ministry pushed back strongly against the new privatization policy in the interest of national security. Documents accessed by Bloomberg Quint show that the Ministry sought special exemption and argued that all state-owned firms dealing with defence production remain under government control. That was as per a letter returned with the approval of Defence Minister Rajnath Singh. More on this, along with the previous two parts as well, can be accessed on our website, BloombergQuinn.com. The government is unlikely to take the zero-coupon bond route to further recapitalize PSU banks according to officials with knowledge of the matter. This comes after the Reserve Bank of India expressed some concerns in this regard. The RBI had expressed concerns saying that since these bonds are non-interest-bearing but issued at a deep discount to its face value, it is difficult to ascertain its net present value. The government, as per a PTI report, will revert to recapitalization bonds bearing a coupon rate for capital infusion in these banks. India's chief economic advisor Krishnamurti Subramanian said that the IPO of Life Insurance Corporation of India may fetch the exchequer a sum of 1 lakh crore rupees. Speaking at a virtual conference, the CEA said that BPCL's privatisation and LIC's IPO will hold the key for the government to achieve its disinvestment target of 1.75 lakh crore rupees, which according to him, looks immediately achievable. From the IPO space, Barbecue Nation's IPO saw overall subscription of six times as bidding closed on the final day on Friday. The portion for retail investors was subscribed 13 times, while for that for institutional and non-institutional investors saw subscription of five times and three times respectively. Also, Nazara Technologies will be listing on the bourses today. The issue was the second most subscribed IPO of 2021 with overall subscription of 175 times. India's second-largest gold-loan company, Manapuram Finance, has plans to hive off its microfinance unit, Asirwad Microfinance, and list it on the bourses within a year. Founder and CEO VP Nandkumar told PTI that they are currently looking at the right valuation for Asirwad. Nandkumar also said that he is looking at a price-to-book value of three to four times for Asirwad, which currently is at two times. As of the December quarter, Asarwad's loan book stood at over 5,300 crore rupees, making it the second largest vertical for Manapuram after its gold loan business. Adani Transmission has entered into a definitive agreement with SL Infra Projects to acquire the Varora-Kernul Transmission Project for an enterprise value of over 3,300 crore. Rupees. The company said that the acquisition will take the company closer to its target of setting up 20,000 circuit kilometres of transmission lines by 2022. Biocon has partnered with Libs Pharmaceutica to launch generic formulations in Brazil. As part of the out-licensing deal, Biocon will be responsible for drug development and manufacturing, while Libs will leverage its deep expertise and reach in Brazil to import, distribute and market, subject to approval from the country's regulatory agency. The longest closure of the Suez Canal in five decades finally came to an end on Monday with the ever-given ship being fully freed and set afloat. Canal authorities on Monday evening said that the operations will return to normal within four days with clearing the queue of vessels taking as many as two and a half days. China and Iran have signed a deal aimed at charting a course of their economic, political and trade relations over the next 25 years. The deal, which was in the works since 2016, will see China not only invest in Iran, but also buy oil from the Islamic Republic. The pact has however drawn criticism from many Iranians who accused the government of selling the country to China. With that, I head across to Neeraj cha for the trade setup of the day. Morning, Neeraj. Well, April series began on a strong note on Friday. How are we set up for this truncated week?
1: Thanks, Hormuz. Well, short week, but one which is uh, pronounced with a lot of uh, events that have happened just preceding it. And uh, a number of things that will happen during the week. Now, first, let's start off with the global news, right? Um, are the, the world markets um, were were okay. Flattish, Dow. I mean you will read the headline the dow is at record but it hardly did anything and in part it was uh, impacted by the number of banks which were exposed to rk Gos. and investors are on the lookout for the signs of contagion goldman sachs and morgan stanley fell in new york trading I remember biocom cbs discovering and the adrs of some chinese companies have been very very volatile off late and i think in early trade nomura is extending the fall as well so yeah, it'll be very interesting to see how each of these stocks do. Credit Suisse in Europe, which fell as much as 15% in Trade 2. So all of these will be in focus. The question is, will this Archegos incident be an isolated incident that will impact only the parties involved or could there be a contagion? I think the next few days will tell. Keep in mind, all of these are coming at a time when by some measure, U.S. equity market valuations are already above the dot com era. So the room for error is small. India would be more worried about the rise in cases and the potential um looking a large for a lockdown in certain areas, especially Maharashtra. I must add, though, that the chances of a lockdown across the country are remote. Karnataka, for example, yesterday said that they are not going to consider any kind of lockdown despite rising cases. So Maharashtra sure elsewhere. Maybe not. And hence, the impact on equity markets need not be even remotely as severe as we saw last year. For today, we are likely to start off higher, and multiple factors including commodity price moves, um, closer to earning season queues, the falling wicks which fell about 10% on the first day of the new series, as well as the election and RBI policy over the next 10 days might well impact each day of trade. We'll also have the auto sales on Thursday, which could be an interesting set of data points to monitor, considering they'll come on the cusp of a long weekend. Uh, For today, I think steel stocks in general, due to various upgrades for Q4 earnings, brokerage notes, and thereby stock prices would remain in flavor. The lenders to Bushan could continue to remain in focus because of the resolution in being implemented. I will watch out for Dixon technologies as well considering the probability that the India Cellular and Electronics Association has informed the government that 15 out of the 16 PLI applicants may not be able to fulfill the target and if the only one which has actually fulfilled the target is Samsung, one wonders if Dixon could be in a spot of bother. Um, This is something that has come into the sales note of a couple of brokerages. We will try and speak to the management, of course, and see what the response is. I do think, though, that beyond that, technology and pharma seem to be in a sweet spot, and one eye will be on PSUs as well. I'll wrap with some corporate news, corporate survey news. A Microsoft Corp survey of global workers found that majority feel that they are struggling or just surviving in the pandemic work conditions, and a large percentage of workers are considering leaving their employer this year. 41% of those surveyed said they are mulling leaving their jobs uh, Which this, according to this survey which polled 30,000 people from a variety of companies in 31 countries and used trillions of data points around labor and productivity. Well, employers beware. Thanks so much everybody for tuning in. Have a safe day ahead.